the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's, um, well, anyway, this is the morning answer. Thanks for joining us. It is the morning answer for a Monday starting off the week. Brian Whitman is here. I'm Jennifer Horn. And uh, Brian, over the weekend, uh, news media outlets tried to ignore the fact that about 100,000 Trump supporters piled into Washington, D.C. By the way, friends from ours here in uh, friends of ours here in uh, Southern California, Los Angeles, Orange County, all made their way to Washington, D.C. to march in support of President Trump. Our friend, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, was one of the speakers at what turned into kind of a makeshift rally that popped up in the midst of all of these supporters of the president. That's right. And and there and uh, you're right. A distinction here. There is a lot of support for President Donald Trump. There are millions of people in America who appreciate, like his leadership, and voted for it to continue. We understand that. And there are people who are very, very much supportive that they'll go to events like this on his behalf. And then there's the other thing, which the rally seemed to have brought about. The other thing is the election. And to discredit the election or to continue without conceding defeat, as transition issues are becoming more significant with Vice President-elect Biden, there needs to be, as far as I'm concerned, and certainly as far as a, uh, an election uh, a judge who is judging on election law case will be concerned, there be significant evidence presented. And also, and there's none of that yet. The, 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 there's evidence presented, but there are uh, two states throwing out claims over the weekend. The problem for the Trump team is they're having more failures than victories in the courtroom. And this is the final thought. I want to hear Seb too. (laughs) In the court of public opinion, you must win this case for it is about the presidency. The person who is not conceding defeat is all of our, all of us. He is my president. He is your president. Everyone hearing who's an American citizen. He is our president. And um, so the court of public opinion, the the public must be convinced that his refusal to concede is legitimate. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely two-pronged. You have to convince people it's legitimate. You also have to tell people what's really going on. And if it is something that is systemic in our voting systems in this country, we better know about it because that means we are not able to have free and fair elections. And I don't care who you are, who you voted for. You didn't vote at all. That's something that should be, as an American citizen, something that we should be concerned of. And that's one of the things that the the campaign for – the campaign's legal team is going to be arguing for this week. But more than that, just a gathering of people who are supportive of the president, who went to Washington, D.C., who went to march, and they went to march peacefully in support of the person who is still, as you mentioned, who is still our president. And let's not deny the reality. They went there because of what they perceived to be – and not all of them, but I saw some of them say an election that was stolen from them, that there is voter fraud and irregularity that rises to Correct. the level of being consequential to the outcome. Now, there's not a secretary of state in America who, in a state who says that. So that is has to be included because that's kind of why they're there. 
Right. It, it's part of the I mean, obviously, it is definitely part yeah. of it. I think it's offering support, number one, in President Trump's fight, because people do believe that there is a little bit of funny business going on, a lot of funny business, maybe that needs to be explained. Here's the problem. The violent Antifa members who have been taking over American cities over the summer found their way to Washington, D.C. They live probably in Black Lives Matter Plaza, which is where some of the rally marched through. And because of that, police have now arrested several people for weapons charges, assault charges, even someone who was arrested in connection with throwing fireworks into a D.C. restaurant. Now, imagine this. These are people who were part, taking part in the march. I'd imagine they were wearing Trump T-shirts or, or something of the like, but they were not marching at this point. They were sitting in a restaurant eating a meal after the march was over and someone walked up off the street and threw real fireworks at them on the patio. Now, that person was arrested who was connected with that. But certainly you would think that this would have risen to at least the interest level of the mainstream news media taking part in this. They did not. They did not talk about Antifa. They did not talk about BLM members attacking people eating dinner in BLM Plaza. They threw projectiles. They threw fireworks. They threw urine. They, I mean, some of the videos I saw over the weekend from people that I know and trust and are my friends are people walking and being hit from behind yeah, in the it's neck. Disgusting. People being no. kicked in the head. I mean, this kind of stuff would be, I mean, if these were Trump supporters doing this and the revol- the roles were reversed, we would not hear the end of this on broadcast news and on cable news. I, I, I agree that there's a double standard. And I believe the people who go to demonstrations and protests and masquerade as legitimate protesters or attend events when they only want to hurt people or heaven for, throw fire, fireworks at people or break store windows and damage property and steal televisions and all of this, they're illegitimate to any decent, credible intellectual argument. I have to say this. You, uh, you, you are noting a concern about the lack of coverage of this event that happened over the weekend. I will submit this to you because I believe it's true. Donald Trump, the candidate, Donald Trump, the person, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, as he has been for almost four years serving as our president, 45th American president. He never, ever, ever in the early days and Republicans more traditional back in 2015 and 16 would tell you he's getting all the media coverage. And it was true. Every rally, every event that Trump had was heavy, all cable news, everyone on it, everyone on it, everyone on it. Is it possible, Jennifer? I ask you and I don't ask you as if you because I know you're not working for the trumpet. I know you support the president and you believe in him. And I respect that. I love you whether you do or you don't. I love you most because you have the courage of your convictions. And that's not the most but big reason. (laughs) Has President Trump shown that he's now married to an effort as he refuses to concede the office of the presidency? to someone who is being called vice president-elect, and we don't even have to debate that now, is he showing that these particular events are folly? And is it possible that the news media, call them uptight, self-important, and so many of them are, have determined that, yes, he was very high interest. He was very newsworthy. We covered it all for you. Absolutely. He got off an elevator. We were there with cameras. Today, we have a nation with, with coronavirus cases soaring, an economy that needs full-time attention, and we have a result that appears to be accepted by secretaries of state across the country, and the president won't concede. So is it possible the media is saying now this is not 
uh, something we're going to cover for. There is much greater. This is so much bigger than the election. Uh, this is about people who have a political belief being kicked uh, in the head for it. And it's not no, new. No, no. This no, is no. something about people like me who I, I'm not afraid, but people who are afraid to wear a Trump hat and walk in public, people who are afraid to put a Trump sticker on their car. I don't they see there, Biden be- people being afraid of all of that. And I think it, it, more than anything that Joe Biden and President Trump is harassed by the news media all the time to try to discount behaviors that people try to attribute to him. Joe Biden needs to come out today and he needs to talk to people who were out there throwing people like me. They were throwing urine at people like me, kicking people like me in the head because they were out there being peaceful and just showing support for the president. So do I I think that Joe Biden should get out there and do more if he wants to be president? I absolutely do. 855-785-8255. We'll take some of your phone calls on this. Yeah, let's take phone calls because, folks, we have the Donald Daily Download coming up at 736. I think it's very important. The president-elect is doing presidential things. Don't you think the president, President Trump, for whom the rally, not the criminals, not the people who assaulted others, they're excluded. They're not part of that. The president's refusal to concede is the reason this rally happened. It's... Don't you don't 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 actually don't short yourself here because don't think that if Joe Biden was in the same position that he would have conceded at this point okay. uh, because he about, wouldn't have. I'm President talk- Trump is actually fighting for what I think is really just, important here, and that's the I'm, integrity of I'm, our elections. I'm just, okay, long term. Right now, there is not evidence to suggest, mathematically or otherwise, anywhere in the country that there are votes to be had to change the outcome. The Mm -hmm. president, if he's committed to cleaning up elections, ought to concede the race, number one. National stability, international stability is hanging in the balance. He'll concede if he loses once the results are certified. Those results are not. And you know what? I hope he keeps up this fight because uh, this type of stuff that we're seeing, the Dominion system, the Smartronic system, this cannot be left alone. We need to handle it right now. 855-785-8255. Does he need No, actually he doesn't. He can do it from wherever. In fact, I think he might be more powerful outside the White House. We'll take your calls on that as your Monday Morning Answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you. And uh, talking about that big rally, they're calling it the MAGA rally, the MAGA march. The MAGA march, right? Yeah, in uh, Washington, D.C. this weekend. Trump supporters turning out in Washington, D.C. to rally for the president. And uh, radical left rioters turned what was in a what was a peaceful protest into a pretty violent clash, especially into the evening hours. Several videos captured uh, just a few of the attacks on a Trump support on Trump supporters. Over the weekend, the footage showed uh, in one case an unnamed man surrounded by alleged Antifa members before he was sucker punched from behind while he tried to fend off attacks from other people. Of course, we talked about police officers arresting someone for throwing like real fireworks into a restaurant patio where people who had been to the to the march were dining. And uh, if you looked on social media this weekend and if you followed some of the conservative sites, at least you'd see some of this violence. Unfortunately, it was crickets on the mainstream news media. Well, I do see, uh, as I'm just perusing now, some sources. Are you perusing? You have your perusing pants on today, which I no, appreciate. No, I, I have my peruser <laughs> in my hand. That's my iPhone, my smartphone, my Albert Einstein <laughs> phone. And I do see the pictures of the violence. Uh, uh, here's an ABC News headline. Thousands rally behind Trump, insisting he won race he lost. Now, look, uh, this rally... The violence, I say it, I'll say it every time. I said it all summer. I say it when it's the rallies against 
rallies for, usually people rally for stuff or against police misconduct, rallying for uh, police reform in some cases, crazily enough, rallying for the defunding of police departments, etc. But people in America have a legitimate right to protest. We all remember civics class and uh, history one, American history 101. However, when people show up and they commit acts of crime, I always defend the protesters who are there peacefully and lawfully, and I'm doing it right now when it's Trump protesters, because these people, the Trump supporting people who are protesting the election the, right now, the, the, the election result, they're calling for, for election changes, and we understand there are irregularities. There is still a great deal of nebulous information coming from Trump's legal team. These are attorneys. I think there should be greater specificity with regard to what they're alleging because there's someone in the White House who won't concede. But the supporters, the demonstrators are there. These people come in and hit them. It's disgusting stuff. The reason the rally happened uh, is because a lot of people believe, although they're really smart people, and I don't know how, because it's not an emotional issue. There's emotions involved. But it's intellectual to look at the maps, to look at the – you have to believe that a, a, a lot of things, a conspiracy-type thing is happening with regard to this particular election, with regard to these two candidates, with regard to the math that separates them. And um, I think the nation's patience – while COVID numbers go up and joblessness and economic problems are happening, I think people are a little bit irritated. Well, I am not, I ta- that, I'm not talking about those who committed violence. They ought to be in jail right now for their criminals. I think that criminals. there are people who uh, want to uh, want what's best for the country. And I think what that, does that mean? Well, I think that we should want a free and fair election. If there are questions about voting systems, which there are real questions, and I know we rely on the news media to tell us what's important and what's not, but, the news media does not want to talk about this. And so uh, it's up to us to talk about that. But you have to, if you're if you're supporting President Trump in this moment, and you are, you, with all due respect, you have to explain, legitimize why he, the leader of the free world, at a time, November 6, 15 today, when every other transition is happening peacefully because the first person has admitted, conceded defeat. You, how do you legitimize specifically, not future elections and future voter reform, right. which everybody should call for? Everybody him, should. Him right now. Tomorrow, two weeks after Election Day, still not conceding while the nation has considerable unprecedented concerns. Because there are still legal challenges, number one, being played out for courts. Number two, it played out in the courts. Number two, you, uh, you asked me the question, so here's the answer. There are still recounts and there are still counting going on. So until the election results are certified, I don't think that, it, it, that the president needs to do anything right now except make his case to the American people. And I would ask you this question, then I want to take the phone calls. So this do is it. really, truly a yes or no question for you. Well, I don't confine myself to you. I know you don't, but just a yes or no question. Please try. Did President Trump get a peaceful transition of power? Yes. Yes. How? Yes, Uh, because Hillary. Well, first, now you are you are you asking? Well, now I'm asking. Okay, you want me to go beyond yes or no? Okay, I'll give you more. Here's the thing. Hillary Clinton conceded defeat. Yeah, but did he get a peaceful transition of power? Did he get a peaceful transition? Yes, he did. He was spied on. 
for years, there were booby traps in the White House. So do you think that it could be possible that President Trump is questioning this voting system that was signed into place by the CIA and the FBI just a few years ago? Do you think that that's a possibility because it was signed into place in 2015? Do you think it's possible that Uh maybe the president has been given reasons to doubt the sincerity of, uh, of the swamp in this country? The president, I'll answer very quickly. The president, to answer your first question, was he given a, his his transition into power in 2016 happened on election night when the person who called him to concede Hillary Clinton actually had four million more popular votes. Yet she excuse, yet she called him to concede the feat on election night. That's well, the day the, after. But she conceded. It was evening it's up. Not That's the, what it's I not the transition to. of power, though. That's the problem. No, it's all, my, my, That's a my friend, It all starts with a concession. That's why it is being not fully appreciated today, because President Trump right now, the leader of our nation, is not conceding that he lost the election. President Trump has been delegitimized this, for four years. Jennifer, and worse yet, worse yet, the party that was in power has tried to disrupt his presidency at presidency His presidency, at has been a, his presidency continues until January 20th. Absolutely. His administration and he have been elected out of office. We'll so see. Whole, Joey in Orange County. Hi, Joey. You're on the Morning Answer, Brian and Jen. Thank God. Um, I hope I get to say something. Okay. Run over by Brian Whitman, who will give me the last word, but take the other nine thousand. Okay, Joey, let's. Brian's don't been be doing this a long don't time. Be he's better. he's don't a be broadcast better. professional, but go ahead and make your point because we do have a limited okay, time. My point is this, Jennifer Horn. Thank God for you that you are willing to speak up because this country is not for our president, uh, you know, uh, conceding this false election. A lot of people, they say the American people want this, the American people want that. The American people want free and fair elections. Tell me the evidence, madam. Madam, you've called our talk radio program. Hold on, madam. When they are fairly, when they are protesting 100,000, and I couldn't go to D.C., but I was on the computer... We have an important question. Understood. I understand that. I just said, ma'am, ma'am. Please wait. Please be. Please have a civil discourse. Okay. Joey, I'd like to try it. Don't hang up on it. Okay. I'd like to try it. Ma'am. The president said he will not concede. Joey. People like me. Joey. Yes. Okay. I'd like to ask you something, and I thank you for calling, and I thank you for listening to the morning answer. Uh, you're right. I just said it about a half hour ago. More than 70 million people voted for President Trump. They want his leadership to continue. Uh, at this juncture, you talked about free and fair elections, and I understand there's election irregularities and fraud in every election. Can you tell Criminal me what... Criminal election irregularities, fraud can, and crime. Can you tell me, Joey, what you've heard from lawyers representing President Trump that is specific, that would be consequential and would change the result of the election that almost 300 million, uh, over 200 million Americans participated in that happened uh, two weeks ago tomorrow? What's the evidence? What, what drives your concern that is specific? Brian, the issue isn't who becomes president. The issue is whether we have free and fair elections. That is the issue. And I, want, I don't want this to be a speed bump that we just go over 
and then the next election is stolen. I appreciate that. Yeah, and Joey, I agree with you, and thank you for the phone call. We're up against uh, the clock there, but I think that's really what it's all about, and that's what people are appreciative, President Trump, for looking into. There have been problems with these voting systems dating back to 2016 even, the Smartmatic system in Los Angeles, so it's important that we investigate this. Take more of your phone calls, plus President Trump speaking out for the very first time since Election Day. We'll have a bit of his press conference on some new vaccines in the Donald Daily Download as your Monday answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It is the Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you. And by the way, every day, at least until January 20th and maybe four more years after that. Do you know what the day of the week, January 20th, is next year? I'm um, going to look it up right now because, of course, it it will be. uh, Let's race. Come on. Ah, your ah. phone's better than mine. It will be a Wednesday. Yes, Donald Daily right. Download, of course. Maybe even after. Yeah, of course. If he stays in power, we do the Donald Daily Download, which sounds like this. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. But there's never been a president like President Trump. The Donald Daily Download. President Trump on a Friday out holding a press conference about the new Pfizer vaccine. Now, it was announced this morning Moderna has uh, almost like a companion or a, maybe an opponent to the Pfizer vaccine. The Moderna saying that they have a vaccine ready for launch that is about 95% effective. Pfizer has one, again, at the 90 percentile as well. So this is big news. Two good vaccines being investigated, giving a really expedited treatment by the FDA. President Trump talked about that vaccine from Pfizer. On Friday. As a result of Operation Warp Speed, Pfizer announced on Monday that its China virus vaccine is more than 90 percent effective. This far exceeds any and all expectations. Nobody thought they'd get to that level. And we have others coming which we think will be at equal level, maybe more if that's possible. In July, my administration reached an agreement with Pfizer to provide $1.95 billion to support the mass manufacturing and distribution of 100 million doses, with the option to purchase a total of 600 million doses shortly thereafter. Our investment will make it possible for the vaccine to be provided by Pfizer free of charge. The average development timeline for the vaccine, including clinical tests and manufacturing, can take 8 to 12 years. Through Operation Warp Speed, we're doing it in less than one year. Okay, uh, that's President Trump talking about uh, the effort for uh, making vaccines available here in America, vaccines for COVID-19 at a time when, certainly Friday, 49 states were seeing increasing numbers uh, here at home, uh, 3,000 cases, more 3,800, I believe, Saturday. And I'm speaking of the state of California. Yeah, L.A. County, actually. L.A. County specific. Mm -hmm. I want to add that because it's important. 3,800 Saturday, 3,000 some odd on Sunday. Dr. Anthony Fauci, Jennifer, says that Moderna's uh, vaccine, he is uh, enthusiastic about it. According to USA Today, the results are preliminary, but they're encouraging. This is Moderna here, in addition to Pfizer, which our president was just speaking about, the vaccine uh, that, uh, well, it certainly feels is 
coming soon, very likely. Yeah, and so this is President Trump going out, and he did this press conference. He had Mike Pence with him. He uh, brought in Alex Azar and some of the others that would, actually, the head of his military, who talked about how they would be deploying this vaccine once it got the uh, approval. And I think it was the right thing to do. Look, as a Trump supporter in all of this, the thing that I think just maybe disheartened me the most, other than this whole election process, is that, that President Trump kind of disappeared for a week. I think that's not what his supporters want. I know that's what his team told him to do so he wouldn't step on his own lawsuits. He wouldn't telescope too much information and make claims that about the court cases that were being done. So I understand strategically that was the point. But I think we need to see President Trump. We need to see him. We need him to talk about not only the voting and the election issue, but also talk to us about the COVID vaccine. Also talk to us about some of the stuff he's doing at Foreign Affairs, some of the Middle East peace agreements that are still, from what I hear, being worked on every single day in the White House. So I'm hopeful we'll hear more from the president this week. In the meantime, David in Monrovia. David, you're on uh, the morning answer in the Donald Daily Download. What's on your mind about this uh, this whole election chaos that has erupted? Well, I've got a, a couple points. Uh, number one, um, I'm just irritated by Brian and the rest of the media coordinating Biden as president-elect when right. the president-elect is not a term that's used until after the Electoral College has well, That's voted. not true. So that's historically untrue. That's historically well, untrue. No, it, it, may be, it may be traditionally true, but legally, constitutionally, um, the president-elect is after the electoral And Brian, by the way, just to be fair, David, has said this all along, that the president-elect is not, the first person not determined. Yeah, it's not by determined the by the news media. The news media only says what yeah. they predict to be the outcome. And we know that the news media, well, at least I think probably, David, you and I would believe the news media can't really be trusted. In here's three, uh, very quickly, and not David, please, uh, here's three and, entities. And Biden, here's, excuse me, sir, 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 I'm th- sir, okay. stop. I'm trying to put a fact in there. Just hold on one second. Three entities that are using the phrase vice president-elect Biden, Fox News, the president, excuse me, thank you for the correction, Katie. President-elect Biden, that term is being used by Fox News, by the Wall Street Journal, by former President George W. Bush, David. So it's not just one group of political people. Go ahead, sir, please. Well, no, and and they're all they're all technically incorrect. But and I don't think that if tables had been turned as far as concession, Biden wouldn't have conceded. And you know, he said he wouldn't until we know that. Yeah, I mean, and he was and he and he was instructed not to concede under any circumstances by Hillary. You know, and but you know, you asked the caller previously about you know uh, issues. But there's been so many issues. I mean, fraudulent uh, ballots observed by witnesses, observe, observers being locked out of the validation and counting process, which is unconstitutional in the state where they've done it. Um, tens of thousands, um, if not 100,000 Biden votes appearing in the next morning after voting had stopped. Accounting David, I don't stopped. disagree with you. I don't disagree. And here's what I think becomes my friend in Monrovia and Jennifer, of course, and everyone here in this conversation participating in your, whether you're talking to the radio, which I do at home all the time or in the car. Here's what becomes, while David, you're correct. There are these cases that are being talked about and these things have happened sadly and against our law and the sanctity of our elections in previous years as well. And it should not happen. The question right now is shifting and it's pointed. The question is, is there enough there 
in terms of evidence to suggest, and this is very important, my friend, I understand there's frustrations and I have them too. So, but I would like to talk to you as a guy to a guy or a lady to a guy, guy to a lady, person, human to a human. Is there enough evidence there to suggest that it's possible that the math will be overwhelmed, overcome, because in the meantime, we have instability with the president not conceding defeat. So this is the issue. I agree with you there. We need to clean up these elections. I've been saying it since ever I was on the radio, year 2000, Florida, the whole thing. Is enough there to continue what's going on, David, is really the issue. Well, number one, I disagree with your point that there's instability because things are moving forward in the Biden camp. Things are moving forward with the transition in the background um, that that uh, that will eventually take place uh, one way or the other. But yeah, I think I think you know before you even factor in the Dominion software and the possibility of tampering with the hammer scorecard things, which may be on the fringe, but if you consider all these things, it, there, in the states where it could matter, there aren't that many votes uh, that that are in question. I think we and just it, will have to see, states, David. It could, tip the, it could tip the balance. Right. We're up against a, a break here, but I do want to get Jack in in Los Angeles, but we just have to see. That's the point, is that we don't know if this is going to change the outcome, but we should give it the chance to play out. Jack, you have 30 seconds in Los Angeles. You're on the morning answer, the Donald Daily Download. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so my challenge to both you and um, Michael are, are, are basically this. Brian? Uh, if you believe that there's no... Brian, I'm sorry. I'm looking for Michael. I know. I'm, I'm busy. That's I'm my dad. Michael, <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. The, uh, elections are fair. Let me count your money the way the votes were counted. And if you're satisfied with that, then you can say that you see nothing wrong with the election. Jack, I had $300 million. Dollars, I'd let you, because that's, that's how many right. votes were cast. Brian, I'll have $300 million, <laughs> and I'll have two. That's how it'll work. <laughs> As we continue, three women making history. We will tell you about them as your Monday morning answer continues. Brian Whitman's voices, Jennifer Horn's brain. What else do you need to start your day? This is the morning answer. Thanks for joining us on your Monday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. Want to remind you to check out our website today, am870theanswer.com is a place to go. When you check it out, not only can you listen to your favorite shows and check out podcasts, additional content, but right at the top of the page, you're going to see verify the election, sign the petition right above the fold, right at the top. Click on that. If you support this verification process of the 2020 election, all you have to do is add your name and your zip code and we are getting together with all of Salem Radio throughout the whole country, gathering together. Our goal is a million signatures to uh, let our voices be heard in Washington, D.C., and really around the country. So verify the election. If you'd like to see that happen, sign the petition. Do it right now, am870theanswer.com. Now, speaking of the election, we've been following some congressional races here in California and some good news for young Kim and her supporters in District Number 39. Young Kim, on Friday evening, very late on Friday evening, was declared the winner of her election. She beat out the incumbent, a Democrat, Gil Cisneros, who had flipped that seat back in 2018. This was part of that blue wave we talked so much about. That's right. And Young Kim, who is a friend of the Morning Answer and a fine person and a very intelligent person and a significant leader, uh, political leader in Southern California, she is just one of two, a female Republican candidates who have taken back two of those congressional seats in Orange County. Uh, Young Kim, obviously, about whom we're speaking, her successful campaign. 
that was called, by the way, days ago for Harley Rauta. Uh, excuse me, for, for Gil Seale. Cisneros. No, Gil Cisneros on, had the race called for him uh, days after Election Day. Oh, sure. Yeah, at, last time. At, right, but yeah. this is switched back now. Young Kim is the representative elect Congress person elect in the 39th that's anaheim hills to Mm -hmm. buena park uh so these are these are grab backs by the republican party in a republican stronghold it seems to be this year and has always been with the exception of a couple of elections orange county california and michelle Steele, like you say beating harley rada and young kim uh the winner being called projected the winner and she is a representative elect there in the 39th again the idea that the fact that female Republicans have been so victorious That's here been at home the story line this year. is reflected across the country. Yeah, it seems that I think there are about 12 Republican women who uh, flipped seats. Maybe I think 50 actually sworn into Congress or will be sworn into Congress in January. And uh, what makes this one particularly significant is that Young Kim and Michelle Steele are two of the three First Korean-American women ever elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. So both Young Kim and Michelle Steele helped Republicans push back in Orange County, and they will be sworn into office in January alongside a third Korean-American congresswoman-elect, Marilyn Strickland. She's a Democrat from western Washington state. So the three of them become the first Korean-Americans to be sworn into Congress. And That is wonderful. That yeah, it's very cool. That is wonderful. That, and congratulations again to the three candidates, to Young Kim, to Michelle Steele and to Marilyn Strickland in the state of Washington. By the way, a glass ceiling broken. History made female Korean-American congressional representatives, the first here in 2020. And truly, Nancy Pelosi, because of these switches, and we're watching another race right now. We're watching District 25. I feel like we've been watching it for a long time because we have. Um, have. We've been watching it all year, actually, because they had a special election that Mike Garcia won to fill Katie Hill's empty seat. She vacated that at the beginning of the year. Mike Garcia won that, so he is officially the incumbent, although he's only served for about six months. He is leading I want to bring you up to speed on this race because it is so tight. I mean, the the ratio is incredible here. So Mike Garcia has 166,617 votes, according to the L.A. Times right now. Christy Smith, the Democrat, has 166,513. That is the difference of 104 votes that Mike Garcia sits ahead of Christy Smith. 86% of that district reporting they are still battling it out. We will see who comes out on top. But if they can hold on to that seat... The number of seats the Democrats lost in this election is pretty significant. And actually, Nancy Pelosi was asked about it, about whether or not she would accept criticism or or she would accept the blame for losing so many seats. Because truly, the Republicans came very close to actually retaking the House, and no one expected that. Not pollsters. I don't even think the Republican Party did. Nancy Pelosi said, will you accept credit for the fact that you almost uh, blew things, Nancy? That audio really tough to hear, but she says, I accept credit for holding the House. Kevin McCarthy said uh, that the party is now stronger and more diverse because of President Trump. He calls into question whether or not Nancy Pelosi will either even be able to maintain her role as Speaker of the House. But let's talk about what 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 you have said, and that is that you say that this is a mandate against socialism. What do you mean? It's definitely it's a mandate against socialism because that's what the Democrats were. Take, for instance, Donna Shalala, the former secretary of health and human service, the congresswoman down in Miami, a very Democrat seat. She was defeated. 
She called herself a socialist. You listen to it, defund the cops. We went from Miami to New York to Minnesota to Oklahoma to California. Just last night, they called another seat in California for young Kim. And the uniqueness is, is how much stronger President Trump has made this party. Do you realize that every Democrat that has lost to date has been defeated by a Republican woman, a Republican minority, or a Republican veteran? We are more diverse and stronger because what President Trump has done, two seats in Miami, two seats right now, probably four in California. We are going to be somewhere in a very close perspective of almost winning the majority. It will be the smallest majority the Democrats have had since World War II. That's exactly right. And uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat who knows that anything she that knows the performance was poor. And you'll say, well, Brian, well, you might not listen. And Jenna, there's an old phrase. A win is a win. OK, so Nancy Pelosi has that. But there's another phrase that's yeah. not heard as often and should be. Almost losing something you thought you never even had to worry about in the first place a is a gigantic wake-up call. Yep. And it's oftentimes the reason people lose leadership positions. And let's say this to Simi Valley and to the 25th Congressional District where Mike Garcia is ahead, the Republican, great guy, by the way, 104 votes right now. Mm-hmm. It affects the national Isn't that funny? dialogue. You bet there are 104 people right now hearing us in Simi Valley, in Ventura County, mm-hmm. in that district, who just didn't vote because maybe they had other things to do. I'm not lecturing, but I'm not. I'm just underscoring that the balance of power in the U.S. House of Representatives, something I think most of us feel personally a little disconnected from changing. Yeah. 104 votes in Simi Valley. One they way, or rather half of it, 52 votes in another I call direction. Them, I call them shoulder shruggers when I go out and speak to people. No more shoulder shrugging in California. You've got to get out there. It matters. You have to vote because you never know when it's going to be 104 votes separating you. Now, AOC had a moment this weekend. Oh, yes, I saw this. She was pretty upset about the uh, Democrats losing the House majority, but um, they didn't. Next is, I'm in your district in East Elmhurst, and I have a general question about the House. And why did we lose so many seats? And what needs to be done to get them back next term? So, you know, of course, um, the loss of the House majority is just extraordinarily upsetting to all of us um it's upsetting to, <laughs> to all of us who who are invested in having a yes. democratic majority yes. uh, so that we Whoa. can expand health care so that we can raise wages so that yes. we can um protect uh, working people it's um and it's also personally very difficult it sure. shouldn't be because, um, because <laughs> what do you to lose these people you know many of them are my colleagues and, and i'm proud to call many of them my friends sure. some will still be there and uh, the idea that they may not be returning next term Bye-bye. is very or that they aren't oh, uh, returning yes. next term uh, what? Mm. Uh, aoc hold on <laughs> and then this happened you won Right. I mean, some uh, representing an alternate universe. Now, by the she's she's talking about the pains of having lost something. Because AOC, I know you deal with three letters all the time. Yeah. W I N mm. is what her. Mm, uh, we lost the balance of power. She works there. This is the. She um, doesn't even know, and she work, and she's one of the like one, one of the really... loudest voices in the oh Democrat my. Party. I just want you to hear her right there, AOC. All right, as we continue, is LA County headed for a curfew? More shutdowns on the way. We won't ask AOC, but we'll have the information for you as your Monday morning answer continues.